Welcome back, everyone. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. It has been ages since I spoke with my next guest. I love having him on uh, to talk all things football. A Super Bowl champion with the Broncos and Peyton Manning back in the day. An analyst, Notre Dame, does a lot of radio work. It is Ryan Harris, former NFL offensive lineman. Ryan, really appreciate you joining the show today. Matt, always fun to join you, and happy holidays to you, my boy David and Solomon and everybody out there in Toronto and beyond. Absolutely. Thank you. Happy holidays right back at you. Um, let's, just start with the, uh, let's just start with the bad news. Let's start with the tough stuff, and we'll awkwardly transition from there. You tweeted out earlier today, Super Bowl champion Ronnie Hillman was one of the toughest, hardest-working, and hilarious teammates I had the honor to play alongside. Rest in peace, King. He was like 31 years old, passed away as a result of cancer. And I'm wondering, Ryan, like people that remembered him as a player, what what should people know about your former teammate? He was better than you thought, and he was willing to prove it. You know, I think the biggest thing he was undersized at five nine, listed at 200, but. I mean, he just had a tenacity about him. You know, one of those moments. Oh, I think we might. All right, hold on. Now, let's get him back on. Ryan, we'll, we'll get Harris back on the line in a second. I want to pick up right where he left off um, about uh, his former teammate, Ronnie Hillman. And the one thing I always wonder about is how many super talented guys how many super talented players did we never get to see their peak because of either injury or or opportunity or just being in the wrong place at the wrong time? And I think about that a little bit with Zach Wilson, who's uh, the Jets taking on the Jags tonight, or even Trevor Lawrence, where in his rookie year, he just he wasn't very good. And part of it was a rookie, not a great team around him, having Urban Meyer as his head coach versus now Doug Peterson. And sometimes guys' success, a lot of it's based on geography, timing, and so many of these other things. And, you know, Ronnie had one real, I mean, statistically great year in 15. Anyway, you know what? Enough of me. Let's just pick it up, Ryan. Uh, you were talking about how, um, uh, about how Ronnie was just like, just tough as nails. Tough as nails. He'd prove it every day. And, uh, you know, something interesting, too, about Ronnie is as, as great of a teammate he was, he was also everyone's friend, and I think that's very hard to do. You know, it's, you can either choose why you like somebody or choose why you don't like them. And, uh, you know, Ronnie was always laughing with guys, you know, giving great gifts to his offensive linemen, um, but he also was everybody's friend. You could talk to him about anything, and he just showed up in every, other, in every single way, and he didn't care how many carries he got. He never complained about that. He never complained about his usage. Uh, he was a great teammate and a world champion person and player. How hard is that, and I, I'm using this as football, but you can use this for any sport, how hard is it to be everyone's friend? In a football locker room, there's 50-plus players, there's going to be cliques, there's going to be groups, maybe uh, depending on what position you are. How hard is it to be, in a, to be a friend to everyone in a locker room? Well, it's incredibly hard. I mean, I think you, it's a choice that you make as an individual, but also part of a lot of it's who you are and your character, right? I mean, yeah. Ronnie was, was always, you know, engaging. He would talk to you. He was, you know, incredibly confident, but knew that, you know, his confidence was laughable at times. And, um, but to be, but the other thing that he did is he actually would join you. If you were sitting down at the table, he would sit down with you. You know, if you're in training camp, he'd come over, stand next to you before a period and talk to you. I mean, he just in interacted with everyone on the team. And that's why 
and he found something that he liked and, and he gave people a chance to like something about him every day. And, uh, and those of us that had the honor of playing with him loved him. And at the time he was, you know, when he came in as a rookie, he was the youngest rookie, I believe in the history of the NFL draft. So he grew up a lot and he grew up fast and he was one hell of a player. Those are really great words. Um, I know it's difficult, but I, Ryan, I appreciate it. I think the, the listeners just, I mean, I did learn something about your former uh, teammate, uh, moving over to the present, and speaking of presents, you know, Christmas, a couple days away, we're in the middle of Hanukkah right now, uh, but just how hard is it on players and coaches when you're playing on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? For us, the viewer, it's fantastic. More sports, the better, but we're also watching you guys who have to be away from your own friends and family. Yeah, I mean, the Christmas Eve game is fantastic. If you're a player, you love getting that Saturday, you know, you love getting that day before. Um, and it's a sacrifice you have to make. And the funny thing, Matt, is that when you're playing, um, the coaches come in like, hey, guys, we know Christmas is a big deal, so we'll start practice uh, at 945. <laughs> you're like, oh, great, coach. You know, like instead of being in there at 7 or, or for, for Thanksgiving, you know, they'll say, hey, we're going to start practice at 6 in the morning. Well, great, coach. I'm wiped out for dinner. So I think, you know, the biggest thing as a pro in the NFL, you have to understand you're sacrificing holidays now, and you'll hopefully – be at many more later. I mean, I just celebrated my sixth Thanksgiving in 20 years because I was always doing something, uh, you know, uh, or in between a game plan. And that's okay, right? I think a lot yeah. of us, we, we choose a path and we complain about the thing, the sacrifices we have to make. But pros in the NFL, you're going to play on Thanksgiving. You know, you're going to play on New Year's Day or Christmas Day. And, and guess what? You know, you might, hopefully you're playing in February too. So you got to pay the cost to be the boss and playing on a holiday is part of it in the NFL. Is one of the sneaky advantages of playing on Christmas or near Christmas, did, did that allow you to get away with not having to buy presents? Because, like, I, I, I'm too busy. I, I can't, uh, honey, I'll get you a present later. I'm too busy working on my pass blocking skills. Uh, I should have I known you then. You know, I think the, in the NFL, everybody knows that you have gifts. And, and a really cool thing that happens in the NFL, and this is not the real world, right, but you have a gift exchange. So, you know, typically you do – um, I don't know if the names are appropriate or not, but whatever name you call it of, hey, we're going to get gifts, but if you have higher seniority, I get to take your gift, right? They were yeah, yeah, insane yeah. minimums. Like they had, they had to be a $2,500 minimum for the gift. So, you know, guys what? are walking out with, you know, all kinds of stuff, you know. Uh, um, so it's, it's an amazing time to be in the NFL because you've never gotten a gift like that. You know, uh, Peyton Manning got us drones before drones were cool. Uh, Matt Schaub got us uh, yeah, 70 inch TVs before they were cool, and you know you already wow. seen some of the scooters and stuff. So, yeah, so you can't come home with all those gifts and say, "Oh, by the way, I didn't have time to go get yours." So, uh, but you you have to be, and you should be giving gifts to those you love, and also those who are in need in the community. Oh, oh I, well, listen. Okay, don't do that because no, I I don't want to go down what you said there. You're 100 percent right, but I want to stay on the <laughs> opulence theme for a second. What is the best yeah. gift you ever? Uh, what is the best gift you ever uh, gave? And and did you feel pressure uh, to give out the right gift? Oh, I mean, never pressure to give up the right gift because look, if you if you don't like my 2,500 dollars gift, I don't like you, right? I mean, so <laughs> I mean, you see things like. You know, we've seen jewelry and stuff like that, but I, I will tell you, you know, um, there's a lot of hunters and things like that in the NFL. So, uh, yeah. you know, um, someone someone gave me a, a hunting weapon, uh, as people call it. And I said, so I said to him, I said, you know, 
I gave you that Quran earlier in your locker, and you just gave me a hunting rifle. People are going to be asking questions about you, dude. And he just kind of got, you know, he could understand how quickly, you know, uh, he could have been made out to be a, a terrorist or something like that, you know. So you have a lot of fun in the NFL, and um, and it's something that at gift-giving time, you're completely blown away. And it's always funny to see the rookies because they're saying, you know, they don't know what to expect. They're just pissed that they spent $2,500 on a gift, but – you get what you give in the NFL, and gift-giving season's a fun time. All right, we'll do the more nicer side of this. Again, joined by Ryan Harris. Uh, do you have any memories of around Christmas, of, of going to a, a children's hospital, charity? Uh, you know, like my girlfriend, every year she gives out gifts uh, to, to like help it out with uh, uh, lower-income families and people on the streets and things like that. I, I'm wondering, because we always hear a thousand stories of NFL teams and, and just the charity that they do. We see it among the teams here in Toronto. Do you have a story or a moment that sticks out for you? Absolutely. I mean, there was Demarius Thomas staying after practice at 6 o'clock on a Wednesday to, to see kids at Santa Claus. And then, you know, Andre Johnson was probably my most generous teammate in terms of giving to the community. He took care of thousands of children uh, each and every holiday season and didn't say a word about it. So, I mean, there are, there are acts of kindness everywhere, and, uh, and, and especially in the NFL you know, you do feel incredibly lucky. Yes, there's awesome gifts you're going to get, but to be in this place of, you know, when you're in that facility, you're not worried about food or clothing or hunger. And, you know, for anywhere between 30 and 60% of a football team, you know, Christmas meant something very, very different not too long ago in their life. So it's a a full circle moment, and it's one that everyone appreciates no matter what their faith. I promise I'll ask you one actual football question, but I'm now I'm not getting off this <laughs> just yet. So I, just want, I love having you on. You know I love Ryan. You have great stories. You have specific stories. I love having you on the show. Um, have you ever heard stories of of any teammate ever regifting something they got from a teammate? All the time, every Christmas, <laughs> somebody texts it home, and you know, you know, one teammate, uh, you know, upon opening it, he said, you know, my wife's gonna love this, you know, so. Uh. Uh, yeah, you absolutely regift if you're if you're lucky enough to sneak an item that's twenty five hundred dollars into your home without your significant other noticing it. Absolutely regift that thing, you know. So, Hell yes. uh, so there's a lot there's a lot less uh, you know rules about regifting, but it, it's really cool, you know. I mean, Brock Osweiler got us Apple watches at the time, and half the guys were like, "What the hell am I supposed to do with this?" And now everybody's got oh. them, you know. So you're so you're on the cutting edge a lot when it comes to gift-giving season. I don't know what that gift is this year, but I'm sure we'll find out on Instagram in the next two hours. Yes, I'm sure we will. Yeah, sure we will. Well. You're at drones and 7-inch TVs and Apple Watches. Yeah, you guys yeah, were like five years ahead of everyone else. All right. Um, yeah, only one. Yeah, we only have time for one sports question. I'm not going to do Mahomes versus Hurts for the MVP. What I'm more curious about, and uh, just because you know, uh, what I'm more curious about is with Philadelphia and how, as a former offensive lineman, how good is the entire Eagles offense around Jalen Hurts? And I'm not saying this because he doesn't deserve a win. If Jalen Hurts wins the MVP, fine. I'm great with it. But, you know, uh, uh, when you look at the tackles and Jason Kelsey, this is such a great offense around the quarterback. What do you see when you watch Philly's offense? I see half of an offensive line that's won a Super Bowl, and you have a defense that is just absolutely insane. I mean, there were two players on that defense. Bradley, I believe, was one of them, and they should have gotten on there too. So um, you have a talented defense, a, t- a talented, experienced offense. 
And then, of course, you know, you've got A.J. Brown, who's trying to fight his way for number one receiver over Justin Jefferson. And I'll tell you what, that's a close battle. So, But the thing that's uh, 100% noticeable for anyone who's won a championship watching the Eagles is that they are completely determined to win a football game any way it has to happen. They're willing to be down to come back and beat you. They're willing to maintain a lead to come back and beat you. They're willing to punt on four, punt after a third down close play in the first and second quarter because they know it's coming in the second half. The defensive line knows to save their best pass rush move till the end of the third quarter, start of the fourth, if they need it. The, the willingness is 100% apparent of that Eagles team. And ultimately, with all the talent, that's going to be the biggest factor in their success this playoff season. Ryan, happy holidays to you, to your family. Uh, always appreciate when you take time to join the show. Uh, I always learn something, and it's always so much fun. So all the best. Thanks for chatting. Hopefully we can talk soon. Thanks, Matt. Happy holidays. Peace. Yes, yes, that is Ryan Harris, former offensive lineman, and won a Super Bowl with the Broncos and Peyton Manning back at Super Bowl 50.